Welcome to Abergavenny Baptist Church, building faith and friendship. The Bible reading is from James chapter 5 and verses 7 through to 11. Be patient then, my brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too be patient and stand firm, because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. So you have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Today we continue in our series through the book of James entitled Wisdom for Life and today James, Jesus' little brother, or should I say half-brother, is going to give us wisdom, down-to-earth practical wisdom about having patience in suffering. You see, within life there will always be hardships and suffering. Life is sometimes wonderful, sometimes painful. And becoming a Jesus follower doesn't mean that you'll have an easy life. The Christian life is not an easy life. It's a rewarding life, but it's not an easy life. And there will be all kinds of suffering. Persecution, financial problems, employment issues, health issues, emotional and mental issues, relational and marital problems, bereavement, and so on. This is life. Life is hard. And the reason that life is hard, the reason that we experience suffering, is because we live in a fallen world where evil, sin and death rule. The world is not the way God intended it to be. It's fallen. It's broken. And therefore there is pain and suffering and heartache. Evil is ruling the world. So just to be very clear, God is not the author of evil. However tough life becomes, we must never blame God for our suffering. God is not the cause of our suffering. He's not making you suffer. God does not send evil and suffering. No. Everything that is good and perfect in life is from God. Anything that is not good or perfect is a distortion and a corruption of the good life that God intended for us. And it comes from people's evil desires and from evil itself. So don't blame God for your hardships in life. And so we all carry burdens in life. When I I was a kid, we used to go hiking, and we had to carry, carry all our clothes and our camping stuff and our food in our backpacks. You you had to carry your own load. And that was the burden you had to carry. And in life, we all have burdens that we have to carry. A loved one that is ill, bereavement, work pressure and responsibilities, relationship issues, parent responsibilities, financial pressures, and so on. And, And this is the burden you have to carry. And we all have a load, a burden that we have to carry. And sometimes it starts to weigh you down. And sometimes we reach a point where the burdens in life, the burdens we have to carry, weigh us down so much that we become discouraged and disillusioned. And we start to think, uh, I, I just can't continue. I can't carry on like this. This is too much. Have you ever felt like this? 
This is how the people James was writing to felt like. They felt like giving up. Now James, you will remember, is writing to Jewish followers of Jesus who have fled Jerusalem because they've been persecuted by the Jewish religious leaders because of their faith. And as a result, they are now immigrants and refugees scattered amongst the nations. And they were seeking refuge within these Jewish communities within these nations. And they totally depend on the help from their fellow Jews within these countries. And as a result, a few of them are doing okay and and they're making a lot of money. But most of them are poor and they've been taken advantage of and they've been exploited. They are suffering simply because they are poor. They are suffering simply because they are followers of Jesus. They are suffering simply because they are doing the right thing. And they're feeling weighed down. They're feeling the weight of the burden that they have to carry. They're feeling weighed down by the burdens of life. And they feel discouraged and disillusioned. And they feel like giving up. And when you feel like this, counselors will tell you that there's one of three things that happened. Fight, fright, or flight. You either fight. Hey, I can carry the load. I'm tough. I'll make it happen. Or you fright. You panic. You become extremely anxious and paralyzed with fear. You don't know what to do, so you don't do anything. You can't make decisions. You struggle to get out of bed. You're just overwhelmed. Or you flight. That's it. I'm done. I quit. And you give up. You quit your job. You quit your commitments. You quit your friends. You quit your family. You quit your church. And you quit your relationship with God. Because you feel the weight of the burdens of life and you just want to get out. And when you're feeling the weight of the burdens, when you're feeling weighed down by the burdens of life, what is your default? Do you fight, fright or flight? James offers as a fourth approach. Not fight, not fright, not flight, but faith. The way of faith. And so, what does this faith response look like? Well, we read in James chapter 5 and verse 7. Be patient then, brothers and sisters. The faith response is patience. Patience is a major theme within this passage. The word patience is mentioned four times. And the word perseverance, which is closely related to patience, is mentioned twice. So what James is saying is that the faith response is Be patient. How many of you were hoping he wouldn't start there? We all struggle with impatience. Sure, some people are more patient than others, but we are all impatient. And arguably, we live in the most impatient time in the history of the world. We have instant everything. Instant meals, instant internet access, instant one-click shopping, next-day delivery from our mobile phones, instant coffee. Look. Not everything instant is good, right? Yet, we are still the most impatient people, arguably, within the history of the world. And some of you are thinking right now, how long is this sermon going to take? Longer than you were hoping, because it's about patience. Okay, so we need to be patient. And if you're like me, you're like, okay, be patient, okay, for how long? See, that's what impatient people say. So, Lord, you want me to be patient? How long do you want me to be patient for? James says, 
until the Lord's coming. Hmm, that's a while. How long's that? Well, no one knows when Jesus will return. It could be tomorrow. It could be in 2,000 years time. No one knows. So what James is effectively saying is be patient for the rest of your life. That's a lot of patience. James continues. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop. Patiently, there's that word again, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. Life is like farming. Now, I don't know a lot about farming, and Victoria grows all the vegetables in our family, but even I know things grow according to their season. You can't make something grow out of season. It it doesn't matter how much you want it now, you have to wait patiently for the right season before you can harvest. You have to wait patiently to let the plant grow and mature. And I think there's a couple of things that we can learn from this example. Firstly, God's timing is not our timing. We want God to do things now, to fix things now, but God says it's not the right season. The timing's not right. You've got to wait. you still got to grow some more. Secondly, you can't rush fruitfulness. You can't make things grow more quickly. You've got to wait. You can't rush fruitfulness in your own life. You can't say, I want to be more mature more quickly. It's going to take time. It's going to be a process. And thirdly, there will be a harvest for those who wait patiently. But that requires trust. You have to trust that the plant will grow. You plow, you plant seeds, you water, but then you have to stop And wait. And trust that it will grow. But when you do that, when you trust that it will grow and you wait patiently, then you will gain a great harvest. And so James says in verse 8, You too be patient and stand firm. So just as the farmer waits patiently, we too, when we're facing hardships and suffering, when we are being weighed down by the burdens of life and you you just feel like you can't cope, we too need to be patient and stand firm. Now just to clarify, when James speaks about being patient, he's not talking about just passively doing nothing and merely waiting. He's not talking about giving up and lying on the couch, doing nothing. No, he says Be patient and stand firm. Stand firm. That's the same as perseverance. In other words, don't give up or give in. Continue to follow Jesus. Continue to do what is right. Continue to be the person of integrity. Continue to love God and to love other people. Even when that load is heavy and you're feeling burdened, stand firm. Persevere. And patiently wait for God to fix the problem. Okay, you might be thinking, look, life is hard. I'm struggling. I'm feeling weighed down by the burdens of life. I'm struggling to cope. And you're just telling me I must be patient? How can I be patient? Well, how can we be patient when we're struggling to cope with the burdens of life? Well, James says in verse 8, Be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. 
we can be patient and stand firm because we have a hope, a sure and a certain hope. We know that Jesus will come and fix the problem. He will right all wrongs. And if this doesn't happen within our life, it will happen when he returns and he makes all things new again. And he will make all our suffering worthwhile. We will look back at all our patience within the face of suffering and we'll think to ourselves, it was worth it. Now, I know you can't see that now. If you're struggling and carrying a heavy load, I know you can't see that now. But it is worth it. God will make it worth your while. There will be a great harvest for those who patiently stand firm and persevere. James gives us two examples of this, the prophets and Job. And we read in verses 10 and 11. Brothers and sisters, as example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. Take note that take note that we count them as blessed. See, we look back at the Old Testament prophets and think, Wow, they were great people of God. They were used so powerfully by God. They were so blessed. Yet, no one in their day considered them blessed. They were persecuted and considered outcasts and even traitors because they spoke the word of God and they were calling people to come back to God and they were speaking out against social justice. And, and so they were persecuted. So at the time, no one considered them to be blessed. They were suffering and they were considered to be outcasts. But now we consider them to be blessed. And because they persevered, they are now blessed. James continues in verse 11, You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. Now, now Job is a guy who experienced extreme suffering for most of his life. Extreme suffering. And he complained. He complained a lot about his suffering. For, for about 35 chapters, chapters, he complains, but he never stops trusting God. He perseveres. And because of his perseverance, at the end of his life, God blessed him. And James is using this as an example for us. If we persevere, if we remain faithful to God, even in the midst of suffering, then we too will be blessed. God will make it worth your while. The only thing worse than this life is this life without Jesus. The only thing worse than whatever we're going through in life is, is going through it without any hope. Without knowing Jesus. Without knowing the hope. The, the sure and certain hope that we have in Jesus. One day He will return and He will wipe every tear from every eye and He will right every wrong and He will make everything new again and He will make all our sufferings worthwhile. So be patient, stand firm, and persevere. Then in verse 9, James says, Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Okay, when you're under a lot of pressure, when you're overwhelmed, when you're feeling weighed down by the burdens of life, you tend to have less patience with others. 
right? Or is it just me? As your burdens increase, so your patience decreases. And it's so easy to take it out on other people, to be short and snappy and irritable with other people within the church. And James has some harsh words here. He says, don't grumble against one another or you will be judged. Jesus will judge you. Wow. I mean, that's pretty serious stuff. Why is he so harsh against grumbling? What's so bad about that? Well, grumbling against other people will only make matters worse. You, you're weighed down by the burdens of your life, so you respond to people in an inappropriate way that offends them and upsets them. And this creates even more conflict. And now your relationship with that person starts to become an additional burden that weighs you down even more. It makes things worse. But also, if you start grumbling against other people, you have the potential of actually becoming a grumbler. Having a grumble disposition. Always grumbling, always complaining, always miserable, always being negative and cynical. And you'll actually become very selfish. It's all about me. You'll be completely self-absorbed, concentrating on nothing but yourself. Why aren't you doing this for me? Why isn't this happening for me? You need to pay me more attention. Don't become that person. Don't become a grumbler. Rather than grumbling against one another, you need to be patient with each other. Rather than grumbling against one another, share your burdens with each other. Be honest with each other. And say, look, look, I'm in a difficult place right now. This is happening in my life right now. So I need you to know that it's not you. And when you see me getting impatient and grumbling, I need you to say in love, hey, come on, don't become that person. And can you please pray for me? I need you to pray for me. And also when you're feeling the, the pressure, when you're being weighed down by the burdens of life, Rather than grumbling against other people, we need to find more healthy outlets. I like to play sports. I go surfing, playing tennis, or I just go out for a quiet walk. Victoria goes to the gym or goes running. Or she also likes cleaning. When she's really stressed, she, 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 she relaxes by cleaning. She will clean anything. She will, she will, uh, she'll vacuum the floor. She'll wash the car. She'll mow the lawn. And this is so much better than grumbling against one another. And it's so much better than self-medicating with food, alcohol, gambling, sex, anger or violence like so many other people today. One of the best outlets is prayer. Make sure you pray. When you're feeling the pressure, when you've been weighed down by the burdens of life, put on a worship CD and listen to some good worship. And pray and, and read your Bible. Write a prayer journal. Pray. James ends this section in verse 11 by simply saying, The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. How can we persevere in the midst of suffering? Well, by knowing and experiencing the love, the compassion and the mercy of God in the midst of our suffering. When we're feeling like we can't cope, when we're feeling weighed down by the pressures of life, we can remain patient and persevere because we know God's love and compassion surrounds us. Jesus will never leave us. He will never give up on us. He will never quit on us. 
He'll never become impatient with us. No. He is full of compassion and mercy. And Jesus knows what we're going through. We don't have a God up in heaven who is distant and aloof. Jesus says, I understand. Everything you're experiencing, I've experienced. The place you are in is the place I've been. I was there for you and I will be there with you. I'm compassionate, I understand, I am merciful and I'm here to help. And Jesus says in Matthew chapter 11 and verses 28 to 30, Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened. You're like, I don't know if I can keep going. I don't know if I can cope anymore. Jesus says, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. In farming, when there was a load that was too heavy for one animal to carry, they would yoke two together. Jesus is saying, bring your burdens to me. Bring your load to me. Bring your weariness to me. Bring your frustration to me. You're still going to have to carry it, but I'm going to put a shoulder under it and I'm going to carry it with you. So are you feeling weary and burdened today? Do you feel like you just can't cope anymore? Then can I encourage you to be patient, stand firm and persevere, knowing that ultimately God will make it worth your while? And can I encourage you to entrust yourself and your burdens to God? Hand them over to God. And entrust yourself to the judge who will make all things right at the right time. Can I encourage you to be comforted by the compassion and the mercy of God. Receive that invitation from Jesus. Come to Jesus and let him help you carry your load. Let's pray. Heavenly Father. We thank you so much that you're not a God who remains aloof up in heaven, distant and unaware of what we're going through. But you're a God who became human, who experienced everything we experienced, who is able to sympathize with us and empathize with us. And Father, I thank you that you promise never to leave us nor forsake us. And no matter how tough it becomes, how heavy that load becomes, you are there with us. And you're putting your shoulder under that load and helping us carry it. And so, Father, please help us to be patient. We confess how we, we struggle with impatience. We, we long to see you just sort things out now. Uh, and, and, Father, help us to realize that it's not always your season. It's not always the right season. Help us to be patient. But patient with that, that real hope, that sure and certain hope that one day you will come and fix all things. And you will make it worth our while. Father, please forgive us when we grumble against each other. We become snappy and irritable. Help us to find better, more healthy outlets. Help us to spend time with you, handing our burdens over to you. And Father, right now we want to take our burdens that are weighing us down. And Father, we want to hand them over to you. We want to trust you with them. We commit them to you. Trust in you. And Father, we pray that we would know your compassion and your mercy surrounding us. 
and that would encourage us and strengthen us. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about Abergavenny Baptist Church, please visit our website at abergavennybaptist.co.uk.